Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Kashif Booth Podcast. If you're new here each week, I sit down with a guest and we discuss their career so far, the highs, the lows and what's next for them. Today we are talking to Samuel Williams. He is a actor, comedian, writer. Stop me when, I'm ro- when I, yeah, like, I'm an trailing entrepreneur. On. Yeah, see, this is Chefers, <laughs> formula, community man, <laughs> practitioner, mentor. All that. Yeah. Exactly. So, and also, welcome to season three, guys. You know, like, this season's all going to be about actors. And I think it's very fitting that I start off this season with Samuel Williams. Um, I've known Samuel for 11 years Crazy. this year. I met Samuel in 2012 when I was... I didn't know it was 12, you know. I thought it was 13. No, because I have a scary... That was my first year acting. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, I did not know that. Because yeah. I have a very scarily good memory. So I remember everything in detail. That's crazy. Um, and we met when I was doing a very interesting topic, <laughs> a film, where I was still at university and I was making a film called Oreo, which was about a black girl who was perceived. Oh my God, to you know something? White. At the time, yeah. I had no flipping idea uh-huh. about the concept of Oreo. I didn't know, especially because of the spelling. I didn't know. Because like, it only just clicked now. <laughs> it only just clicked now. Yeah, I mean, it was supposed to be like a romantic comedy. Yeah. And it was like to really kind of give that perception. That's why there was a white boy. Mm-hmm. You know, I was like, why is this white boy here? Like, I was so oh confused. Oh, my gosh. It makes sense now. Because it was Oreo. Okay. <laughs> oh, man. That's funny. Most people have not seen that when they think of my career. Because... Yeah. Um, I spell Oreo like the biscuit O R I O H. Yeah. So I didn't get sued. I was yeah, like, yeah, yeah. and I was really like, who was I? This 20 year old trying to make a film yeah. and putting it on YouTube. Like, so oh, that's what we spe- We're the same age then, because I, I was 20 at the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah, so that's how we initially met. Like, Samuel auditioned for the film. I found you on Star Now. Yeah. <laughs> and you came down and, like, you were just so funny. So we just kind of gave you that role of Omar in the film. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. we shot it that summer. It took a long time to get edited because we didn't know what we were doing. Yeah. And we just kind of... Yeah, I remember you like, had the most random camera film. <laughs> I was like... <laughs> we were shooting on tape. Bro, that's the thing. I was like... I was looking at the camera here and I was like... Brother, I, I, I think... I ain't seen a camera like that in like <laughs> 10 years or something. Because Where you know, did you not get that camera from? We we were going to a film school. So, you know, yeah. like Inspire, they had a film school. So, that was the camera. They loaned me Bro, to use it. They, they gave did. you a like 15-year-old camera. Exactly. I'm not even exaggerating. That camera. No, it was old. Like, I saw it and I was like... Oh. I mean, 2012 was a long time ago. But trust me, no. everyone was shooting on cards No, no listen... 20 i i I was into tech and 2012 i had built my computer with 16 gig ram (laughs) exactly with 16 how could i have 16 gig ram Mm -hmm. on a computer and you're telling me you filming on tape bro yeah listen i the last time i filmed on tape was that when i had an ssd hard drive at the time exactly so i was very annoyed like so there were certain things that went wrong with that but yeah. yeah But it was a very big challenge yeah. for my little twenty-year-old self, who yeah. was still at uni and being yeah. very driven to make a film like that. Mm. And it, looking back, I don't have any regrets to it. I can look back and laugh at it. I haven't watched it in a long time, actually. But it was a great journey. So mm. then, from there, I was going to do a web series, Brothers, which she was going to be yeah. in. That was in two thousand thirteen. Okay, but that got cancelled because that, I ran that, out of money. That shows 
like how poor my memory is yeah because i remember i'll meet people mm-hmm. and be like, i feel like i've seen this brother somewhere and then you'd be like i remember you're supposed to do a series with him you met and you look like rehearsed and that and like say i thought you looked familiar but like my memory is so bad and then after that we kind of took a break we knew of each other i did little projects here and there what you'd be in mm. like i did one about men and asking them about relationships and stuff yeah. and you had like a lot of interesting commentary to say yeah. which i'm sure you still have those beliefs till now um do you know it is <laughs> interestingly enough i was watching it back with there was a girl i was dating mm-hmm. and i was watching it back with her like maybe mm-hmm. five six seven years later uh-huh. after it was released and i remember i was like oh like i feel like this about this now i feel mm-hmm. like this about this now okay. but the core fabric mm-hmm. of myself was pretty much the same <laughs> and it was like in terms of like my values okay like, my values were mm-hmm. still similar it was more I'm a lot more kind of sensitive and aware of people and their journeys, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? And it's not just cutthroat and I'm not as harsh, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And then after that, it led to, I would say, not the biggest project I've done, but what I was best known for for a long time, mm. which was my first web series, Nate and Jamie. Yeah. And that was an interesting way that came together because... Josh, who plays Jamie in the show, he told me a story about the very first episode we shot, what was the comedy sketch in mm. that little studio thing we did. And I just built it around what he told me mm. because, again, I have scarily good memory. And mind you, when we shot that in 2016, he had told me that story in 2014. Oh. So I just kind of took it and did my own spin with it. And mm. I was like, okay, I wanted to create again and stuff like that. So I was like... I need someone funny and I know who could do it. So I was like, Samuel, I've got this. And you're like, yeah, sure. And then we Mm. just did it. Mm. And I remember I was putting it out and you were one of the people to send me a lot of feedback Mm. on it. Like what people were saying about it and stuff. And you sent me like overwhelmingly a lot of messages of people saying, I want to see part two. I want to see more. Mm. And that is the reason why I turned it into a web series. It's crazy because I don't remember. (laughs) You wouldn't, but that's what I wanted to tell you. Oh, right. Yeah. I had had no idea. And so, and it's very fitting that today when we're recording is five years when Nate and Jamie won its award. So it's like, it's very... You know, it's just like, okay, look at that. Full yeah, that was moment. January, isn't it? Mm-hmm, January yeah. the 14th. So, and Oh, wow, it's the 14th today. Yeah. <laughs> wow, that's crazy. You're crazy. So, as being an actor, comedian... Oh, my God, it was my sister's birthday yesterday. Oh, my... That's crazy. <laughs> you're too much, you're too much. So, as being a actor, writer, comedian, how did you get started? Um, It started with acting. Um... I used to, so in school, I was very loud in class. I was always, always had something to say, always witty, um, always kind of catch teachers off guard, like, and I'd I'd get away with things by making them laugh, or, mm-hmm. do you know what I'm saying? I'd be like, miss, I know you want to laugh, why are you fighting it? I, can <laughs> I know what type of guy you are, I know so, what type of guy you are. And I'm were. talking like year three, year four. <laughs> so I remember there was a school play, and um, there was like a main role. And they they were like asking the kids who sh- who should play, it. and they were all like Samuel, Samuel, he's loud, he's loud, miss. So they gave me the role of this old woman witch, old yeah, woman yeah, it was witch, an old woman kind of <laughs> witch, bro. And I, <laughs> I, I always remember, yeah, how like blown away, uh, the the my friends' parents were, because my mom didn't come, my mom didn't come to like see it, so okay. I was kind of 
getting feedback off my friends okay. parents and i remember um i had like this they gave me the scarf thing to put over my head and i was like walking like i had a cane in my hand and uh-huh. i was like <laughs> and I, kept, I don't know i don't remember the the story or anything all i remember mm-hmm. is that i had to keep telling someone to throw salt over their shoulder I was like, you must throw the salt <laughs> over your shoulder. <laughs> and it's like, you could, but even though I'm sounding old, like mm-hmm. everyone way at the back could hear me. <laughs> and that's what every, that they'll come in to mm-hmm. me like, wow, you are so clear. You da, 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 da. So I remember that, that happened. And I was like, ah, oh, that was fun. That's but I never fun. really thought like, oh, like acting or anything. I was like, mm-hmm. oh, that was fun. Okay. That was fun. Mm-hmm. So then in, I got to secondary school and then I was like, I picked drama. And I was like, I'll do drama. Like, I enjoyed it when I was the old lady. <laughs> so I did drama in secondary school, did drama in college. And yeah, like, I, did, I, did, I didn't even know where I was going. But in the college, I just knew I love to hustle. I love to make flips. I love to um, solve problems. Like if I see any kind of problem or issue in anywhere, I'll try and solve it and see if I can make money whilst doing that. So that was my thing, and I, w- I wasn't planning on going uni um, until the the year I was cruising in college. So I went college third year. I had all my A-levels, but again, I you know what I'm saying? Like, I didn't want to go back to the block, innit? So I was just trying to procrastinate, <laughs> like keep myself busy till mm-hmm. I knew what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. So that third year was when they were going to triple the fees for uni. So everyone was just like, hey... Have you done your UCAT? Like, everyone's panicking. I'm <laughs> yes, you know? like, yes, I ain't yes. going uni. Like, chill out, bro. <laughs> chill out, bro. I okay. don't do that uni thing. <laughs> yeah, and then they were like, but they're going to triple the fee. Mm. And like, what? How, how much is uni? How much is the course? <laughs> like, <laughs> that's when they told me, like, oh, yeah, it's 3000 I was like, so it costs 9000 to do uni. <laughs> they're like, yeah, but three years. I was like, uni's three years. They're like, yeah. <laughs> I was like, I'm like, that's a lot of money for like, because I thought it was like a diploma or MVQ. Mm-hmm. That's what I thought you mm-hmm. go uni to do. So I'm like, right, that's kind of a lot of money. But I was like, you know what? Let me go uni just in case. Mm-hmm. And if 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 it's not for me, it's just free grand <laughs> in it. But if I decide I want to go later, mm-hmm. that's like nine k okay. a year for mm-hmm. three years. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, I just I just uh, applied for some unis and I did business studies, like not manage, not n- just neutral. Mm-hmm. Just because I didn't know what I was going to do, I did business study. I was like, that's flexible, that's that's applicable. So um, I started uni doing business studies and that's how I got into acting. Um, someone was trying to sell me paintball tickets and they um, turned out to be an actor. And they showed me their profile, <laughs> okay. which was Star Now. Mm-hmm. Joined Star Now, started applying for stuff and then... That's how I got the thing with you. Okay, yeah. look at that. See, I it's so funny how you kind of fell into stuff, but you always had like a plan to be able to do that as yeah. well. Because the thing with somebody like you, who's naturally funny, boisterous, you're just, fu- you know, your personality is big to be able to make people laugh. So it kind of makes sense that you are an actor now as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think that's really good to hear. What's interesting about what you say uh-huh. or said is what happens to me often where if someone finds me funny uh-huh. and then they f- and then they they find out I do stand-up comedy, they say, "Oh, that's why you're funny." That's interesting. Or if let's say uh-huh. let's say I'm animated and all of that or whatever and there's like 
oh, um, they find out I'm an actor, they'll be like, oh, that's why you're like that. Like, mm. they, 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 de- because they define themselves by the profession. Yes. So they're defining me by my profession. Mm-hmm. So it's like, it's not, oh, you're a stand up comedian because you're funny, it's you're funny because you're a stand up comedian. Mm-hmm. I always found that weird. I'm like, nah, mm-hmm. like, I'm a, I I was funny first. Mm-hmm. I wasn't a comedian first. Mm-hmm. That's true. I mean, because there's a lot of people who are animated and full on extroverted personalities, but they would never be an actor, or they would never th- be a creative. Yeah, it's not them. But what I'm saying mm-hmm. is, people will say mm-hmm. that if they got into that, mm-hmm. they will say that they are that mm-hmm. because they got into that. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So they're like, oh, you're. Oh, that's why you're funny because mm-hmm. you're a stand-up comedian. Mm-hmm. No, I'm a stand-up comedian mm-hmm. because I'm funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that makes so, sense. So, so I I found it interesting that mm-hmm. your perspective was to say it mm-hmm. in that order. Yeah, but I'm saying a lot of people say it in mm-hmm. the other order. Okay, yeah, that and, makes sense. And and for mm-hmm. me, for me, it's always telling on on someone that defines themselves by their profession. So I now believe from just you saying that, mm-hmm. I would assume. You don't define yourself by your profession. No, I don't. Yeah. No, I don't. A lot of people do, mm-hmm. especially being like self-employed my whole life. Mm-hmm. I'm not in that world mm-hmm. of being defined by the working space and things like that. So mm-hmm. it's just yeah. It's just no, it's tr- it's also about work-life balance as yeah. well. Um, and you can't be defined by your by your profession, in my personal opinion, because your profession isn't everything. It, you can't, but people do. But you, mm-hmm. yeah, you can't. It's it's. Mm-hmm. It's it's ridiculous. I mean, it's it's like you're lost in it. Like mm-hmm. you know, I don't mean to sound negative, but <laughs> like you'll find mm-hmm. yourself a bit more if you know you're def- they're defining yourself by your professions. True. So when you did start on Star Now and you were starting to get work and stuff, how did you find it? becoming a working actor i mean allegedly because the thing is like why i say allegedly is because look star now has a mixture of bags you could be applying for a paying job or a job what pays expenses yeah, yeah. you know and like what was it like for you to kind of start working or trying to work as an actor and get roles and book your yeah book roles but also like build up your show role and your body of work yeah so i i didn't have anyone like i didn't go to acting school or anything and all my friends at that time were like from the hood in it. So I didn't have any network that knew anything. I had no advice, nothing. So I, I just was going off assumptions. I was like, you know what? I'm just going to apply for everything. Like, I didn't care if it said white, Caucasian. I didn't care if it said seven foot. I'm going to apply. Maybe they'll change their mind when they see mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. Got to a point where some of them were like messaging me like, dude, please. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Like, dude, uh-huh. please, I put, like, three postings up now and you've applied for all of them. Like, they're not for you. So it's like, all right, you know what? Let me chill. Let me, <laughs> let me, just, <laughs> let me just apply for, like, the stuff that fits me. Mm-hmm. And um, I remember I'll just apply for, like, a bunch of stuff and see who gets mm-hmm. back and then decide mm-hmm. how I felt about it. Okay. And weirdly enough, that's how one of them, they, 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 they made it look like it was, like, a stage thing or something. Mm-hmm. But it was really just to host, like, some music events. So I met them at the music studio and um, they were just like, yeah, do you want to host like a music event? And I was like, I guess, yeah, I'll give it a go. And then that was, I think, in 2013. And that's how I got into like hosting and okay. hosting events. Mm-hmm. And it was like the most hood, the most hood, mm-hmm. the most hood like, <laughs> music events. Okay. And because like I was like still greedy them times, mm-hmm. it was like quite a clash 
with me and the audience members because they mean mugging me. I mean mugging <laughs> them. I'm like, bruv, if you lot ain't got like, I'm, <laughs> I'm bare Aggie as well. <laughs> I'm oh like 20, God. bare Aggie, 20, 21. Mm-hmm. And um, it, it, it taught me to learn how to kind of, uh, kind of bring myself together like gel Mm -hmm. the night together because Mm -hmm. it was like acknowledging you know what this isn't this shouldn't be a beef between me and the audience members Mm -hmm. i've come to make sure they've had a good time Mm -hmm. and the moment i start to kind of learn that it was like i must have did like 20 30 shows for them and that was a great that like that was a foundation for my stage presence i'd say yeah maybe like 30 shows maybe 40 i was in with them and their associates and yeah that what that did is then by the time i started stand up or going to stand up the stage presence and the performance side was like clockwork mm-hmm. i never have to think about it. all i got to think about is the content itself but yeah I'd, I'd say it was it almost it almost was like artist development if that makes sense mm-hmm. that yeah. makes sense yeah. so when you so how did it go from okay you're applying for roles for acting you know you want to build up your show role to then being a host to then being a comedian because like you said if you work with samuel you know that he's going to be bringing the energy on set mm. making everyone laugh see <clears throat> i used to think it was just you until <laughs> until i started to listen back to outtakes or bloopers of myself and i'd be in the background causing a mess as well mm. <laughs> so like what would you say led to you becoming a comedian? What made you go from acting, trying to be building an eclectic career as being like seen as like a drama actor, mm. comedy actor, yeah. action, you know, you want to, and also hood characters. Cause I know you played a lot of hood roles as well. I played many. Yeah. Characters. So like, yeah. what was the transition like? So it, for me, it wasn't actually a, a transition cause it wasn't moving from one to another. It's not like a nine to five job where if you want to, do a different role you've got to actually transition from marketing to hr like do you know what i'm saying it's like you can't serve two masters like in that sense mm-hmm. with this it was more adding to my crafts mm-hmm. adding to my hobbies adding to what i enjoy so it was a thing where it wasn't okay i'm going to be a stand-up comedian now instead of an actor it was like this is something i've always wanted to do i'm gonna do it this is something i've always wanted to do Mm-hmm. I'm gonna do that, mm-hmm. and um, so as I was <coughs> doing my acting, um, I started to also do stage. So I was doing stage stuff. I was really enjoying the stage stuff, as well as the on-screen stuff. But from like I don't know, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, maybe, I've been like into stand-up comedy in terms of writing. So I just write stuff. I write stuff. I had this book. And I just write like stand up content, but I never thought I'd do it because then I was like anti, like I was anti social, and I was like, nah, I ain't no clown for these guys, brother. I ain't, ain't doing that stand up shit. That's for clowns. Mm-hmm. Like I was proper like mm-hmm. negative. Mm-hmm. I was mm-hmm. negative in it. My block was negative. Like <laughs> I was just negative. Like mm-hmm. they, they, like kill that, kill ambitions and all of that. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That shows how ambitious I was. Mm-hmm. That even with all of that, like me acting was the leftover ambition mm-hmm. from my ambition being killed or shot down mm-hmm. and um uh yeah i, I remember i was like I ain't, I ain't gonna be doing that but i'd enjoy writing it mm-hmm. and i'd always write right right so 
a guy from my primary school. I didn't really know like that, but he found me on Facebook. And then he was just kind of catching up with me. And it was just, it was a thing. I didn't really care, but, <laughs> like, it seemed it mattered to him, okay. if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So I was like, all right, like, do you know what I mean? Like, he's, he seems like a like lonely or alone, isn't it? Like, so <laughs> I was entertaining it uh-huh. for his sake. Okay. So I was just like, yeah, yeah, you know, da-da-da-da-da, cool, cool, cool. And then he was like, yeah, like, I want to do stand-up comedy. Like, I've been looking into getting into it. I was like, to be fair, like, I can't lie, I, I, I sometimes write it. Mm-hmm. He's like, why don't you do it, do it? I was like, nah, man, it ain't for me, you know, mm-hmm, I don't mm-hmm. think, nah, nah, nah. And he goes, what, you don't think you can do it? I'm like, what, are you mad? Of course I could fucking do it, but mm-hmm. I could do it. Mm-hmm. And he was like, all right, let's do it together. He was like, let, let, if I could get both of us a five-minute slot, would you do it? Mm-hmm. I said, right, you know what, fuck it. Gunning. So there was a, it was actually Rich Mix in Shoreditch. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Okay. And we both had the five minute set. And he, I came on first. And I had, I had a really good reception mm-hmm. um, for my five minutes. And then he came on and he like bombed. And he bombed, he bombed really hard. And he never ever spoke to me again. I, I don't know. He never spoke to me again. <laughs> ever. Ever, but shout out to I won't say his name, but shout out to him. <laughs> he he got he okay. he never did stand up again, mm. but he got me into it. <laughs> okay, yeah. nah, I like that. So like, I always I'm asking every actor this. Who yeah. I ask? So how do you find it when you are uh, you booked a role, right? Yeah. You've auditioned. You've only got like the spec script, whatever. Then you get the full script, yeah. and it's rubbish yeah how do you then feel like about it in terms of actually having to go through it would you just I, I, back I, out i ain't gonna do it okay okay go, fine okay 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 no, i mean if it's not gonna change mm-hmm. I, I i'm not gonna do it mm-hmm. so has that happened to you quite a few times where you've got the full script and you're like oh this is shit yeah but i mean usually i can kind of tell Mm-hmm. Like from the, the exit or whatever, mm-hmm. like from there, I may ask, "Can I see the rest of it?" Mm-hmm. And if they're like, "No," nah, I'm like, "Okay, well, I'm not, like, I'm not feeling this." So okay. when I was younger, it wasn't the case. I didn't care about the script. Mm-hmm. I ain't, I ain't give a fuck mm-hmm. what it was. It's just, <laughs> if I'm gonna, oh okay. sorry, can I swear? Yes, so, of course. Oh. But if if um whatever it was, it was like half bread was better than no bread, didn't mm-hmm. it? Like I need content. Yeah, do you know what I mean? I need to show yo, this is what I can do. Okay. So I didn't care about the script, I didn't mm-hmm. care about the equipment, all of mm-hmm. that. But then as time went by and I actually have myself filmed and mm-hmm. you can see what I do after that, mm-hmm. yeah, if I didn't like the script, no, okay, no, okay. The reason why I asked that is because <laughs> this is my own personal like thing. Like, I stopped writing because I was so insecure about what I was writing, mm. so I didn't like how it was coming out, and then it would be. It would also be like hearing just snide remarks and mm. so like and knowing that you weren't able to like what's the word i wasn't able to the end product wasn't able to match what i wanted or what the actor wanted mm-hmm. and so it made me have huge anxiety when we were working together not saying it's on you but mm. just like it was one of the huge anxieties. oh you and i not you and I, oh, but oh, just oh. like in People general, in general yeah, yeah. when we were working specifically mm. like on Nate and Jamie that time. Mm. And so, and then especially season two of Nate and Jamie, mm. because 
it didn't turn out the way I wanted it to, but I was so insecure about how limited the production quality was in the first season that I felt like, okay, I needed to bring on other people to do this. Yeah, I'm with you. But everyone else said, like, Serafina, who I've mentioned loads of times on this podcast, yeah. um, who wrote and directed Talia Versus, or Carl, who was our DP, he was yeah. like, you're fine as a director, but yeah. you just needed a good DP yeah. and stuff like that. So... That's why I wanted to know. Just ask yeah, wonders, because you know, it's good to what's just ask. I didn't know. I didn't know what was happening till it was happening. <laughs> of like, course, I didn't know of course you did. he was directing. All that. Me, I'm I'm the guy. I just pull up and yes, I'm ready to that go. Is you. So I remember I was like, oh, this person's directing this episode. I was like, mm-hmm. oh, okay, cool, 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 cool. Mm-hmm. Like, like, like directing. Then mm-hmm. those other episodes, and it was someone else. I was mm-hmm. like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. And um, for me, like the reason why it worked for me was. You, you acknowledge You know what Samuel I like your sense of humour mm-hmm. So if I was like This would be funnier if mm-hmm. Or can I change this to this And yeah. you're always like Open to it mm-hmm. And that always Allowed the script To be to my taste mm-hmm. Where mm-hmm. it's like The general script Is the general script Yeah But then mm-hmm. it's like My scenes Because man's not trying to Rewrite your whole thing innit Yeah yeah But yeah. my scenes is mm-hmm. like I, like let's do this Or da 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 And you're always You always gave me Creative freedom So I always enjoyed mm-hmm. Um like filming mm-hmm. Nate and Jamie I never I never had But again I'm outspoken So I was never really <laughs> Your face Yeah because I know <laughs> So uh, I was never um, mm-hmm. Like suffering in silence Or no. frustrated yeah, or, yeah, yeah. Like probably everyone in the room Would be frustrated before I am mm-hmm. Because I would share my frustration And that may frustrate yeah, everyone <laughs> But I've <laughs> yeah, I've yeah, got yeah. it off my chest mm-hmm. um, You know do that what you will So as we've known each other For such a long time I'd love to know why, when every time I went back to you with a project, why did you say yes? Um, t- tell me the projects and I'll say why. Uh, okay, Oreo did not turn out good. Okay, <laughs> and then, uh, and then yeah, just uh, Jenna, Jenna is yeah. Mm-hmm. From the very beginning, I believed in you. Really? Yeah. Okay. So for me, it was like I believed you were. You know, there's some people and it's like, oh, like they, they, they have it or mm-hmm. like they have it, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, 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 accomplished, da, 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 da. Okay. And there's some people, yeah, the way they're driven, yeah, like, I don't know when, I don't know how, mm-hmm. but they're going to have it. Mm-hmm. And it was like that with you where I believed in you. I believe, I trust, I trusted the process mm-hmm. in terms of the process you were taking. I was like, eventually this brother's going to get and it's going to click. So, because of that, because you're so determined, you're so willing to bet on yourself. That's another thing. Like you bet on yourself all the time, and that's something I do. I, I would, you know, because because I do think highly of myself <laughs> as yes, a person. I, <laughs> I respect people that mm-hmm. remind me of myself mm-hmm. in terms of my good qualities, and okay. one of them is I bet on myself. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? As in, like I put money where my mouth is in things I believe in or want to do, and I watch you do that, and I've seen how much I was able to grow. And flourish in certain areas by doing that So mm-hmm. for me it's like it's a no brainer uh-huh. This brother's gonna flourish eventually Because he keeps betting on himself And it's like It's the law of averages uh-huh. So you, you you keep trying Eventually it's gonna come through Yeah, And it doesn't matter how many times it failed Before that uh-huh. The moment it succeeds yeah. it succeeds uh-huh. No one's counting how many times yeah. it failed True. Right. Well, so That's good to know It's always interesting because yeah. cause Like 
especially when you see like actors and directors or actors and writers, they build such, sometimes such a close relationship yeah. and they just can build that rapport with each other and they just work together on loads of different projects mm. as well. So how many times have you done that with other people you've worked with? Like, um, you're, de- you're by far the longest, oh, really? by far the okay, longest relationship okay, okay. I've had with the, I mean, when I think about it, you're the, the the rapports I have with directors now, I'd mm-hmm. say, are from like four years after you onwards. Okay. Four okay. years after you onwards, but mm-hmm. it was you from twenty twelve to twenty sixteen. Mm-hmm. I want to say just you. Okay. Wow. I want to say just you, mm-hmm. and I think maybe it's because you were willing to tolerate me at the time because I was still kind of what's the word rugged like I was. I was very informal. Mm-hmm. I was not punctual. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? I was just raggo, fam. Like, I would just pull up, just <laughs> eating wings, like, three hours late. Yes, It's like, what yes, you man saying? Yes, like, yes, I remember that. <laughs> yeah. I remember you walking into a rehearsal with just, like, food, and it was just like, what? Yeah. <laughs> but the thing is, is, like, I did tolerate a lot, and it was because, like, I had deep-rooted anxiety. Mm. I had, like, like, making Nate and Jamie was the best and worst time because Mm. i had huge anxiety especially during season two i couldn't even tell like like um the exec producer of that show like she knew what i was going through so and like it was huge anxiety because the year we shot season two of nate and jamie like i wanted it to like really be okay amazing and like look great and hit all the points that I wanted it to hit because we had won the awards. I felt like, okay, there's so much spotlight on the show now to kind of see where we could go with it. Mm. And it just was just a mess. <laughs> like, So making the show and then trying to make it so that you're pleasing everybody else, like the actors and the audience and your team. Mm. So it just felt like you're lo- letting everybody down. Mm. And so... That was like the biggest gripe of it. Even though like Nate and Jamie was great, it's the the first one of the universe that I ended up creating. Mm. <laughs> um, and it's crazy because I thought the shooting for season two went well. I thought it went smoothly. <laughs> <laughs> no, but this is production. This yeah, is why yeah, like yeah. this is why pulling up. Yeah, like, just exactly. But it, like, wow, the lighting's great. Look at this place. <laughs> well, it just wasn't. It yeah. just wasn't really. And um, so, yeah, so that's why. But it's like, what's funny about you as well, in terms of like an actor, you're so far removed from Nate. Because <laughs> yeah. like, Nate is like so slow and dim-witted and he has a lot of self-confidence because he thinks he's a good rapper yeah, yeah, and yeah, stuff yeah. like that. And that's like what we were saying before about like how you would be able to take the script to make it your own yeah. like i would purposely write the scripts to allow you to just kind yeah, of yeah, yeah. do your thing especially yeah. with the raps like yeah, yeah, yeah. i could never do some of the yeah, raps like <laughs> do you remember any of them like no, the raps? they're all off the cuff random <laughs> i think the main one like i think it was like the first one in the pilot i think you said something like <laughs> i think you said something like boom you've got claws no you've got nails we got claws and they're long and something like Neil Long or something like that. And I was like, what the hell are you yeah, talking about? Sorry. And then you had, yeah, I even was watching it again the other day. Just to, I'm writing a lot these days mm. and I'm like, just to get inspiration. And you said something like, there's a pig, but it's pork. 
but there's baking and he was like fee five foam farm that's my fingers and i was like <laughs> and it just and it would just come off the cuff oh, and it's just like so, it's so brilliant oh, but you're man. so that's the thing even though you are a comedian and even though you are funny it's like the way you was able to tap into such like a immature dim-witted a little bit naive yeah. um young guy yeah. in his 20s was great to yeah. see and you really got it like and that's the thing so i feel like that's that's what's great about you as well as an actor because you take direction very well mm. and you was able to just really embody the character. Oh, thank you. Yeah, and you were able to switch in and out of it. You know how some actors have to like fully embody that? Yeah, yeah, you were just, yeah. okay, as soon as you cut, listen, yeah. you're back to chill, Samuel, yeah. in the corner. Yeah, yeah. I'm, like, <laughs> I'm like, this guy's fucking idiot. Like. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like talk about Nate like it's some random brother. I mean, like, that guy's a fucking idiot. Exactly. Bro. And so that's what was really cool about it. But it was, even though it had like its ups and downs, it was... It was just a great thing to do as well. Sometimes yeah. I'm like, uh, why did I do a web series first? Why didn't I just start doing short films and stuff? I didn't know why. But it was great because from there I did the spin-off Imperfect. Mm. And then I did the spin-off Newlyweds, which Newlyweds, finally came yeah. out um, last year. And it is good to look back on. Like, I did the post on my Instagram the other day just, like, reflecting about the four shows that I've done. Mm. And... It is a bit like, wow, okay, I actually did make four shows, mm -hmm. you know, for a public platform like that. And so it's good to reflect and look back and, and know that, well, be proud of your wins and keep moving forward. Because mm -hmm. I know we've had a conversation about where you are now in your career and where mm -hmm. you want to go. Because mm -hmm. I feel like you should be, you should be where like, what's it, Tom Mucci is. I feel like you should be in those spaces yeah, as an actor yeah. because you've had it. I always feel like comedy is your bag. Yeah. You know what I mean? But is it's it, like, you know, is it's, it's, uh -huh. I can't serve two masters in it. So because okay. I'm not willing to play the game, uh -huh. it, it, it's, it's going to cut a lot of like opportunities for me and things. So, cause <laughs> like, I'm very particular on the, the way in which I go. So uh -huh. for example, I don't want to be branded as an entertainer or online entertainer. Um, mm -hmm. I want to develop what I'm doing. I mm -hmm. want to develop like my stand-up specials before I really get mm -hmm. viral in that space. Because yeah. as a businessman, mm -hmm. like, I look at things from a very business standpoint and I need to monetize and strike while the iron's hot. Mm -hmm. And what happens, what I see a lot of people, what happens with them is they build a buzz and then they don't strike, like they're not able to fully monetize on it. And no. then it's like it fizzles mm -hmm. out or it fades. And then it's like rebuilding that is, is harder mm -hmm. than trying to come fresh out yeah. as this brand new fresh yeah. face. Mm -hmm. So imagine that like when I'm doing like voiceovers in 2014, I'm trying not to show my face mm -hmm. just to protect that. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. That some of them will go viral and I'll stop posting. Mm -hmm. Like half a mil. I remember mil. we had a huge viral. one that went viral. Uh, I remember. Several. Like mm -hmm. several. I'd say that. Like, I would have had at least 10 posts that did mm -hmm. over 100k mm -hmm. back in 2014, 2015. Yeah, I yeah. And I'd stop mm -hmm. and I'd stop because I'm like, nah, this is not how I want to do it. Because mm -hmm. all it's going to do, bear in mind, like, I'm not I'm not trying to be a bait phase mm -hmm. w without the money reflecting it. Mm -hmm. Do you know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? So mm -hmm. <clears throat> I'm trying to keep, keep it easy, keep it steady. Yeah. I want to still um, create, I still want to. Do you know what I mean? Have people acknowledge and appreciate my craft, yeah. but not at the price of me being a well-known face mm -hmm. without being able to monetize on it. Mm -hmm. So <clears throat> because of that, 
it was why I was very careful in the way I was navigating. But again, I I, I see it as a it's a very long game for me. Mm-hmm. You know, in terms of my financial stability now, it comes from the long term decisions I made at nineteen, twenty, twenty one. Mm-hmm. Like I was making moves for the next ten years, and it's like it's happening now. So I've been able to. I can It's like very self sustained now because of the long term moves I was making. So imagine in my mid twenties now. I'm looking at things, okay, as as a stand-up comedian, I just need to live life more and I just need to develop. Mm-hmm. I don't need to get viral or um, I don't need to... Again, but it's it's like I'm not starving. I'm not hungry. It's not like mm-hmm. rent's due. <laughs> i got to get this. Do you know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. It was, I have this stability. So mm-hmm. it allows me to, to pace myself and develop as a person. Mm-hmm. So like, if I was to have quote unquote blow up at 23 Mm -hmm. it's like it would be a lot more chaotic and destructive than now yeah do i'm saying because of of developing as a person yeah so you know my my biggest success i always say like my biggest success is my development as a person that's the thing i'm most proud of like Mm -hmm. i don't care how big i'd have got i don't care how much money i'd make it would not be a bigger achievement than my development Mm -hmm. as a man and as a person Mm -hmm. and that's like the biggest kind of currency for me so yeah i, I don't even remember where <laughs> no you went real deep with it yeah. and i like it's good to hear your growth because i think as we said we've known her for a long time and i've seen the young samuel i've seen the road samuel i'm starting to see a samuel who's really grown into somebody who knows himself really well and knows and is more purposeful than mm. where you were before yeah and what you've been through has really shaped you as an in what you've been through as an adult has shaped you to where you are going now and that's what i'm getting yeah. from our conversations even up to recently as well because mm. i think you did make a good decision stopping to do the viral stuff mm. because tom mucci was doing that and then he stopped and then really focused honed in on his acting got his agent and now obviously he's doing his thing as well yeah but what it was for me was mm-hmm. it's like it's different because like they're that's the angle they they they're they get their their platform mm-hmm. like as in that's the platform that's going to propel them where eyes are going to be on them and i'm saying i didn't want that to be my mm-hmm. platform um yeah. well not not like that mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying so but the difference is is that the difference is nowadays even if you do see somebody who wants to be a quote-unquote actor yeah they will go viral for their sketches, but they're becoming an influencer and they're not actually becoming yes, an actor. Exactly. So, so I get what you're saying, mm. but it's like, that's the thing. No, I'm agreeing with that. Yeah, because that. when Tom Mucci and all you guys were doing it in like the early 2010s, there was no such thing as an influencer. It yeah. didn't really kind of come through mm-hmm. until maybe about 2016. Mm. Right? Well, definitely before our time. Yeah, it was like it you was were. Like, it, it, again, like mm-hmm. I was saying, it mm-hmm. wasn't, mon- it couldn't be monetized. No, like you were, you so, were just, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. like there's you know there's other guys like mm-hmm. Mike's comedy, Big Tipper, mm-hmm. I think Ola Pence, Ola. Oh yeah, 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 Ola Pence. Like, don't those, jealous me. Yeah, those, those were guys that were doing well in terms mm-hmm. of like traction and impressions, yeah. mm-hmm. but it couldn't really be monetized. Oh, so they're just known and recognized. Mm-hmm. They can't navigate life easily and well, and it's like you need money to navigate life 
easily and well when you're bait face you know what i'm saying your your target yeah. you're just because people will see you oh that's the guy who does funny sketches yeah. on instagram but yet you're insane to be stacking shelves yeah. you know <laughs> like exactly that's funny yeah. but then how are you gonna transition because i remember the conversation we spoke about yeah. where we were talking about you know your script about trans- writing, yeah, yeah, yeah like trend what's it called transitions or uh, trans- no, transparency that's I've it got, transparency there's, three, yeah, there's another two i'm, I'm, I'm currently okay. working on because right. I think it's great that you're writing scripts and stuff. And mm. I've always said that, like, I get when you say that you don't want to be put in a box as an actor. Because mm. I remember you saying that you had done a lot of hood stuff. And you felt like you were known for a hood actor. Which mm. I was surprised at. I thought you'd be more so known as a comedic actor, to be mm. honest. Mm. Um, so, because I know you want to be seen more as an eclectic actor. Mm. And it's good to hear that you are going to do a comedy special because, you know, I did recommend that to you because yeah. <laughs> I feel like that'd be really well done for you to do as well. And so what are you doing now to kind of get to that stage? Um, so it's it's more the the it's it's me kind of betting on myself. So what it is is I'm not banking and hoping for funding. Mm-hmm. So what it is is I'm working on the sides on getting this money up okay. i'm talking like you know good six figures mm-hmm. is like my target mm-hmm. whilst i'm creating my content mm-hmm. so i'm writing my scripts okay. i'm um working on my stand-up specials mm-hmm. I'm, I'm working on this stuff i'll have it mm-hmm. all ready yeah and then when the money's ready mm-hmm. or whatever the amount is mm-hmm. i can put that into myself and good. invest in myself mm-hmm. and sometimes funding comes from doing that where you've shown maybe the first one or the first two and other yeah, people exactly. like this person's onto something mm-hmm. i want to come in i want to come in mm-hmm. so be it if that is the case but i want to i want to bet on myself just like you do, do you know what I mean? no do it i mean i did not listen you're an entrepreneur you know how to handle money way more than i did <laughs> i spent thirty thousand pounds of money i don't have yeah. <laughs> making all yeah. those shows yeah. and stuff but it's bread man it's yeah bread. so now nah, i see you hustling and i see what you're doing and i think that's great that you are doing it because people will always turn to you and say oh but you can apply for funding you can get this look yeah. everybody is applying for that same yeah, funding yeah, scheme yeah. and trust me the more i have applied and you see the type of people who are getting it or the people you need to actually get the funding mm-hmm. it's not worth it yeah. because you need somebody who's already established yeah. they're not when i say established i mean somebody who ticks the boxes as oh they just need this so that yeah. they can go to that level yeah, yeah. when they've already been into the huge mm-hmm. film festivals mm-hmm. and whatever so which is fine i understand that because everyone is in that transition yeah, period yeah, you know it is I was, but I, I, you know when you're, when you're giving out funding you don't want to be doing lucky dip no, do you know what I mean? Because no, like, exactly. there's so many people mm-hmm. that would just waste the money. Yeah, exactly. So it's like, who's a safe bet mm-hmm, to mm-hmm. fund, and the money would actually mm-hmm. yeah. go far. It's just that it's just how they view, you know, us. <laughs> it means yes. that they're less likely to believe mm-hmm. that the money wouldn't be wasted. But it's also the stories they are always commissioning as well, and that's yeah, the issue. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, I'm not trying to do. You've seen my content for years. Mm. There's no trauma ever mm. in my work. Mm. You know, mm. or trying to tell a story where you're educating the audience about our struggles mm. of this and that. It's mm. like there's more to black people than that. Yeah. We do have joy. Yeah. So, so yeah. Because because it, it's interesting because my like free scripts as well isn't trauma it's always mm-hmm. like maybe events yeah events mm-hmm. um engagement mm-hmm. it's just about engagement and mm-hmm. events but mm-hmm. it's not i mean it's not that i wouldn't or mm-hmm. it's bad but it, it it is a very 
um, prominent mm-hmm. like angle nice. in our space. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, it's, it's, it would be nice. I, I, I say it a lot, which is why I started writing it, but it would be nice to see healthy black love. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And yeah. It's, it's true. The truth. So where can people find you? Like where can they see any of your old work or some of the stuff you may um, wanna promote? Yeah, nah, none none of my stand up is online. Mm-hmm. My manager manager like broke down like the how the bread works in it. So mm-hmm. basically if if um you wanna get commissioned or, or networks wanna take you on, mm-hmm. they wanna pay for the content and jokes that isn't out there. Oh yes, so, that makes sense. So yes, if yes, it's yes, out yes. there, mm-hmm. you can't really sell it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. or or it's it's just it's not as much of a um, angle. Mm-hmm. So that's why, in terms of through my development and stuff, I'm just keeping my content like to myself, and I'll watch it back. I'll you know show some friends as well. Okay, some of it's really good. Nice. Some of it's decent. Nice. Some of it is. I alienates the audience and mm-hmm. I learn about it but it's kind of learning about people because you know different jokes for different rooms you know what I mean there's mm-hmm. just some jokes that absolutely will kill in one space and then another space will make everyone awkward mm-hmm. and it's finding a balance where you can find a way to like tap someone's shoulder mm-hmm. instead of like punching it yeah. do you know what I mean mm-hmm. so it's like they can feel sense. you they can mm-hmm. feel you they can feel your presence they can feel what you're doing but mm-hmm. it doesn't hurt them mm-hmm. it's like oh okay yeah that makes sense so it's finding a balance mm-hmm. really okay yeah. well whenever you do oh yeah so it? socials and that will be OG yeah. Samuel <laughs> OGA Samuel so like Twitter Instagram and that mm-hmm. kind of stuff yeah nice well thanks Samuel for coming on the show thanks for being my first guest of season 3 mm. um, it made sense I feel like we had a lot to talk about which was good as well and I look forward to seeing what you do next. I'm looking forward to seeing all the films that you make because I do want to see you as a drama actor. I want to see what you can pull from there. What, as in like write, like a playwright? No, 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 as a drama actor. Like I want to see what you do in the drama. Oh, parole. drama. Oh, yes. I was thinking in... you meant stage. No, no, no. Oh, no, no. drama. I want to see what you can do. I want to see you pull yeah. from, because that script I did read, read, sorry. Mm. Um, yeah, it wasn't the typical you know Samuel role I've seen you no, in you know because no. I want to see you so far removed from yeah. the person I know yeah. this very like chill kind of nonchalant yeah. guy who yeah. I didn't have known for years yeah. that has never changed about you yeah. but that's what I really want to see because yeah. I feel like I always feel like comedic addict actors are like the strongest actors out there because if you can then go into a drama and stuff like that and I can believe you mm. As that character you're playing, mm. then I just feel like you're the strongest actor. Yeah, so that's how yeah. I see it. Yeah, so. I've, I, it's, it's interesting because mm-hmm. like many many people that meet me mm-hmm. will um, give very different variations of me. Mm-hmm. Like, so you're saying you know chilled, nonchalant. Someone else will be like, ah, he's very this and that. But I've seen very. Then, I've known you long enough to yeah. know that I've seen all different yeah, sides. But of you, you, you <laughs> uh, do you know, what it is because mm-hmm. if I had to say what's the most consistent mm-hmm. me or the most, you know, if you know, there's there's loads of pieces and layers to me, mm-hmm. and if they were like percentages to weigh up mm-hmm. who I am, definitely laid back is yeah. the the highest percentage. Yeah. But a lot of people won't know that because no. if they're in a certain type of setting with me a lot, mm-hmm. 
it brings out a certain type of me. I, a lot, yeah, you know I understand saying? that. So, I understand yeah, that. You're right. Though. Mm-hmm. No, it's true. Well, he thanks. said, "Of course, I'm right." Yeah, of course, because <laughs> I've known you for almost eleven years. Yeah, fair, so yeah. I've seen you where you go off to your side and you're just like inward and yeah, like yeah. chilling and. and I, ju- I just be self-reflecting. You know, yeah. <laughs> I'll be doing like inward work, like everywhere I am, everything, really? everywhere I am. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thanks guys for listening. You can follow me all on my usual socials. You know them. There's a bunch of them. <laughs> Stay tuned for the rest of season three. Yeah. Thank you guys for having me.